Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And stop fucking your waifu pillows for a minute and listen to this episode because we're talking about fucking dread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put away your waifu body pillow. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down. Stop <laughs> oh, being man. a fucking freak for once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And prepared uh, to get fucked in your pussies. <laughs> in your ear pussies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because we're about to talk about the 2012 Dread. Yeah. Not the 1995 Judge Dread. With starring Rob Schneider and then that big, big dude. Whatever his name was. Stallone? Uh, Stel- Stel- St- Stallone? St- Stoffenheils. Stu... I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we know who it actually is. <laughs> okay. <sucks. laughs> yeah. We know who it was. We know who it was. It was uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, so today we're drinking Pura Still. Uh, Spike Still Water, Blackberry. Uh, 90 calories, 1 gram cane sugar with coconut water, 4.5% alcohol, and it tastes like water with a hint of blueberry, and it's very dangerous because it does not, it does not taste like it has any alcohol in it. No. This Um, shit is super dangerous, like really. Like I was telling Steve when we were like kind of off air, I was like, if, if you hadn't told me that this was alcohol... And you're just like, hey, I have this drink that I got Wait, at the store. hold on. We exist off air? I thought we were yeah. only existing on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, in this in, universe, in yeah, we only exist when we podcast. Yeah, only exist. Whenever the microphone cuts off, we cease to exist and we, we just, just go to We just vanish. A, yeah. We just kind of go into the Until ether. Until the next episode and then we just reappear. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like if you, if Steve hadn't told me like, Hey, I got this interesting beer and he just gave me this drink and I didn't look at the label. I'd be like, Oh, okay. So it's like a, um, it's kind of like a, like a organic, you know, water thing with the coconut water, a little bit of a blackberry flavor, a little sweet. And, and then, and then it's like, but it has four and a half percent alcohol. This shit is super dangerous. Right. Cause if you don't know. If this has got uh, the alcohol in it. You guys better call somebody. You guys better call somebody. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? You're about to get fucked up. Don't drink a lot of these and try to drive. You better better call somebody. Yeah. Call uh, Road Dog because he ain't doing shit. He's probably on Uber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Road Dog's doing Uber now. 
so, but uh, what's the company that makes this? Um, I'm trying to. I have no idea. This bottle's so clear. It's so clear. It's see-through. It's um, made by the people who made the blackberries because they're not doing <laughs> shit anymore. Uh, uh, premium malt beverage. Uh, let's see, Pura Beverage Company from Rochester, New York. And uh, you can go to purastillbeverage.com. So some New Yorkians, new new. How, they like to be called New Fuckians. Now. New Fuckians. My yeah. bad. My bad. No offense. <laughs> I try to call you New Yorkians. Or is yeah. Because New Yorkers doesn't really work. Because then you would be categorizing yourselves in the same like mold as like crank yankers, New Yorkers. It's just you're, you're New Yorkians. <laughs> New York, New Fuckians. Yeah, New Fuckians. <laughs> but uh, as far as ratings go, I think wh- I have to give it a three out of three because I mean, it's so unique and it's just got me so perplexed. I just I don't know what else to give it. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be something that I would I would buy again because like the blackberry flavor and it's pretty good. And then it's the coconut water, so it kind of gives you the illusion that it's sort of healthy. Yeah. You know? It actually feels hydrating whenever it hits your tongue. Right, yeah. So is it actually hydrating you? Is it a hydrating beer? Is Have that- we found the perfect beer to drink when you like when you you kind of want to drink, but you don't really want to be hydra- dehydrated and fucked up? I've got to say, this is one of the most unique beers I've ever yeah, I've ever drank, and he it's just so... randomly found this shit at neighborhood Walmart. <laughs> yeah, this is just so so unique. So yeah, I have to give it a three out of three because it's very unique and it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I wonder if you can. Dangerous. I wonder if you can mix that with something. You know, probably anything because it literally tastes like blackberry water. Right. So literally, and anything. it has like no alcohol burn. You know, normally when you drink Nothing. like a clear alcohol. You know, like a like a uh, like a vodka or something like that, or maybe like a gin that's clear. You have a little bit of that alcohol burn. This has literally none of that. It looks like water. Yeah. So I suggest not pouring it in a cup because if somebody doesn't drink alcohol or you got kids around, you they might would... not even know that it's not water. Yeah. Because it doesn't. Does it have like an alcohol smell? It doesn't even smell like alcohol. Not really. No. So yeah. This if you is... have this in a glass just sitting out, somebody would be like, "Oh yeah, cool. What is that? Oh, it's like it's like a it's like a coconut water thing." And you're like, "Okay, cool." You start drinking it, and it's like, "Oh shit! No, it actually has alcohol." <laughs> oh shit! That's my purest still. Oh dang. Okay. It's so weird. Like it... this is the second bottle that I've had, and like. I don't really feel anything like I would with normal alcohol. It's so weird. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see by the time you hit three. By the time we get to the buzzing, third bottle. These guys are fucking ripping people off. Because <laughs> they're putting just four and a half. It's just water, <laughs> water alcohol. So we'll find out in this episode. We'll yeah. keep you posted. If we, if we get a buzz by bottle three, then we'll know that they're pretty legit. Because 4.5%, you should get a buzz by bottom three. But anyway, let's get back on topic to the yeah. movie. Dread. 2012 it was made in 2012 directed by pete travis but really it was directed by alex garland says every actor on set um and alex garland directed ex machina and annihilation both great movies i love ex machina uh he also wrote the beach he wrote the novel the beach he wrote 28 days later he wrote dread and he wrote the devil may cry video game uh, 
<laughs> oh shit! Which one? Uh, the one that came out in 2014. Uh, oh, the 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 uh, redo, the, the redo. Uh, re- reboot version. Yes. Oh Alan, shit! Alice Garden actually wrote that. Oh. Uh, so uh, Dread was uh, based on a weekly British comic strip created in 1977. And it was inspired by Dirty Harry if he was a cop in an apocalyptic future. So, think ah. Clint Eastwood. Oh, wait, Judge Dredd was actually originally, like, English? Yeah, it was a key English, uh, it was a British comic strip, but it was America. It was based in America. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was like, well, I'm like but the original Judge Dredd was not based in, like, England. Okay, now it makes sense. The comic it- strip was written in British, and it was uh, released on a weekly basis, but it was in British based papers in America. Ah, okay. But the yeah. the story still takes place in Mega City One in, yes. in the U.S. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Well, there's multiple Mega Cities, uh, but yes, but it's in the U.S. Yes. Uh, the movie had a forty-five million dollar budget. It made forty-one million dollars. Uh, so it lost a little bit of money, but it sold six hundred and fifty thousand video sales, making it one of the highest selling. Blu-rays of the last ten years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's decent so, of money there. You said they did six hundred fifty thousand copies. Yeah, six hundred fifty thousand copies. Ooh, a that's, Blu-ray. You know, and it like uh, like what's the average for like a Blu-ray? About twenty bucks, something like that. Yeah, roughly. You know, ten twenty depends on how long after the release. But I'm I'm guessing yeah. this stat was like after the movie. Yeah. Came out, so it would have been twenty. 15 somewhere around there yeah so six hundred and fifty thousand copies that's That's, jesus that's a lot it's a decent chunk of money yeah so uh dread kind of killed it i mean like the original (laughs) dread movie he killed a lot of shit (laughs) but yeah incinerate yeah uh hot uh, shot (laughs) the original the original dread didn't sell this many the original dread probably didn't even make $650,000. (laughs) $650,000. <laughs> and that's not throwing shade. That's real. Uh, because whenever one of your main characters in a Dread movie is Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's, and I love Rob Schneider. Oh, I fucking God. love that dude. Just not in a Dread movie. No. I mean, like he, he kind of works in Demolition Man as sort of like the, the goofy police guy. At the station, it's like we're you know we're police officers. We're not equipped to you know we're not trained here on this kind of violence, you know. Like yeah, but has... Rob Schneider's not the plot point and uh, and demolition. <laughs> and demolition. That's man. very true. He kind of is in Judge Dredd. Yeah. So you know, it's just sometimes bad choices. You try to, which I, I would say I, I don't not I don't totally dislike the stolen one. It's just not as good as this one. Because, uh, mainly Carl Urban. Carl Urban's a, a better actor than Stallone. I don't think that's a debatable topic. Uh, and I love Stallone. I grew up on Stallone, but I just don't think... Yeah, I don't think that's a debatable topic. If Stallone's a better actor than Carl Urban. <laughs> oh, that's not debatable? Yeah, it's definitely not debatable. Yeah. I mean, it, I still it, love to st- Stallone for what Stallone is, but it, there's no way in hell he's a comparable actor to Carl Urban. No. Yeah. No, so, but but that's the thing too about you know somebody like Stallone is that he doesn't have to be. He has he, his, he's he's he like has an action star. You know, he he's always been good at that. So. He's an icon. 
Yeah. He is a fucking action icon. Yeah. I mean, Stallone is, you know, I mean, he, if, if you're doing like, um, you know, like, well, like we did like the Mount Rushmore stuff with, for action heroes and action stars. And it's like Stallone has to be on there, just like just with Ar- like like Arnold, Arnold and Stallone yeah. have to be on that because action movies were kind of built around those two guys, right? You know, it's like think of how how many people get into action movies now that got into it because they watched a lot of like Rambo and you know that type of stuff, like Stallone movies, Cobra, all that shit. Oh yeah, we got uh, over the top. We got Scott Atkins. We got. Uh... <laughs> So just since we we brought it up, just real quickly, how much money do you think the original nineteen ninety uh, was it ninety six ninety five Judge Dredd made ninety five? How much do you think it made? Uh, like we'll we'll go with overall worldwide worldwide box, box office eighty five million. Uh, no, no, it, it did more than that, but not too much more. Did a hundred and thirteen million? <laughs> okay, okay. So like off a budget of what though? The budget was ninety million. <laughs> See, that's not that's not anything. You're not really making anything. You made you made maybe about twenty three so million dollars. So in nineteen ninety five, they gave a budget of ninety million, and did what they did with that. Yeah. And then for this movie that we're t- we're covering now, they did a budget of forty five million. Yeah. Half. And it looks better. Yeah, it looks better. It's got. Way better actors in it. Yeah, I mean, you got Lena Headey and Carl Carl Urban Urban and uh, Olivia um, Thurlby. Thurlby, yeah, however you say that. Thurlby. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's very interesting. Then you have that dude from fucking uh, Remember the Titans in it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What shit? Which which one are you talking about? The black dude. Oh yeah, the guy that they the the guy that they that they capture. um, Yeah. He's from Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good character. Uh, Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's where he is from. But that Uh, just goes to show you how much different the money was on this. And they actually had a CG budget for this... For the the 2012 Dread. And it still... It only cost them half the amount of money it took them to make the original Judge Dread in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's awful. Ninety million. That that is really crazy. Ninety million dollar. Did they think they were just gonna make that back because of Stallone? Because I probably they're like, no, Stallone is like a in like a uh, you know kind of a sci fi cop movie. That's gonna make like probably like fucking eight hundred, nine hundred million. And then they're There's like, no they it's like it's that. like they, they they get the they started getting the box office results, and it's like, what did the domestic do? The domestic did like thirty four million. They're like, oh man, we're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say whenever? Let's just stay in real time. Are they like uh, birds of prey fucked, or <laughs> or cats fucked? <laughs> or cats fucked. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll figure that out. You guys. So what we'll do is we'll just change the name of Judge Dread to like Judge Dread featuring Stallone. You like him, right? You know, <laughs> watch this because Stallone is in this. Stallone movie. is in this movie. We guarantee he's in this movie. Please watch it. We're losing a lot of. This money. movie is actually about Harley Quinn. <laughs> Fuck the Birds of Prey. This movie is about Harley Quinn. Come Do you know how it. much money we spent to have Margot Robbie in this fucking movie? Watch it because you love Harley Quinn, you fuckers. We haven't made the movie money back <laughs> that we spent on Margot Robbie yet. 
Please, please watch this fucking movie. We guarantee she's in it. It's a Harley Quinn movie. It's like, no, it's, it's Birds of Prey. It's like, fuck all that. Nobody cares about that, apparently. So put on the poster that it, it's Harley Quinn. So that people know that she's in it. It's well, like No one cares about Birds of Prey because this isn't actually the group of Birds of Prey. So it's kind of misleading. It's like, hey, they're the Birds of Prey because a couple of them were in the Birds of Prey. It's like, what about... uh? Batman and uh, Selena Kyle's uh, daughter, or whatever the you know the leader of Birds of Prey. No, she's not in this. Well, uh, it's not Black Canary, is it? It's uh, no, because she's actually it's, in that movie. It's basically Batwoman. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's, and isn't Barbara Gordon supposed to be one of the Birds of Prey too? Yeah, like Commissioner Gordon's be, daughter. Yeah, the Birds of Prey. Really, she's Oracle, like, isn't she? Yeah. So, not in it. <laughs> Crap. So. It's like, we're just calling what... It'd be like the Justice League, and it's like, well, well who's in it? It's like, well, we have, uh... We have, like, Flash, just friend. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we have Robin. We've got Robin. Uh, we got... <laughs> uh, we got, um... Uh, Wonder Woman's, uh, boyfriend. Uh... <laughs> it would just be like... <laughs> That's the Justice League. It's like all these people no one cares about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, basically. Uh, but we don't have to buy any expensive actors except Margot Robbie. So like, Ewan McGregor's in the movie. It's like, yeah, but he owed us a favor. <laughs> I doubt he would have took it otherwise. Uh, yeah, he just did it because he just, you know, he was like, well, should I owe somebody? He's like, a no, favor? I'm not going to do the movie. You remember you owed me for that one thing? You owe me like, Okay, fine. Okay. Alright, all right. cool. Uh, Alright, whatever. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> I'm just doing this because I'm killing time until I can work in Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into comments. Uh, okay, so... Uh, That's dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, just be like, so, uh, and then just cut the audio, and then people be like, wait, what the fuck? And then just post the episode like that, with no comments, it just ends right there. <laughs> People would be like, what the fuck is this? And they come back with like a part two and it's like, ah, we put another ad in. So, you know, we're, we're fucking with the system. That's what all, every other podcast does. Yeah, it's they like, just... I'm saving this for part two. Yeah. It's like, literally, this is ten more minutes. You couldn't have just put ten more minutes on the shit I was already listening to. We have to do another ad read. So I gotta, I gotta do that extra ten minutes as a yeah. separate episode. It takes them two episodes. It means they're fucking you. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, the thing about the writing for this is, it's, it's like sometimes I think when people are watching like action movies, they're they're like, you know what, the plot or the premise of this is so crap. Like, who wrote this shit? And then they look up who wrote it, and they're like, well, this guy can't write anything. This guy sucks. You know. And it's like. <laughs> It's like, but it's it's an action movie. I'll just get into it so you know what I'm talking about. So it says, the script was written by an Academy Award winning writer. Uh, could have fooled me. It seems written by a teenager in puberty who just learned the art of cussing and who maybe has anger management issues. Too many instances of people dropping background story points into conversations in ways that would be illogical for someone in that world. I'm sure we can figure out the backstory. It's uh, implied rather explicitly, uh, rather th it's implied rather than explicitly sp explicitly spelled out. 
It's seemingly an impossible task to create a good Judge Dredd film, so please, Hollywood, stop trying. An hour and a half of mindless and very gratuitous violence, perhaps a teenage boy or shoot 'em up video game head man, video game game head man. <laughs> That's like uh, would enjoy something like this. Just more splattering of brains and ridiculous pandering to 3D when that drug slow-mo is used. Holy Toledo. Every time that thing gets smoked, there's at least a two-minute sequence where you have to sit there and watch particles float. If uh, if you pop this film into your drive, I think the subliminal message is you've taken the slow-mo because 95 minutes feels like four hours watching this. Uh you had something to say? I, I'm you know, saying that's a good point uh, uh, for everyone. Whenever you fell at something, give up immediately. Never try it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's his opinion on like rebooting stuff and everything. Yeah, I don't it's necessarily like, so it's like can Hollywood make a good Judge Dredd movie? I guess they can't. It's like yeah, they made a pretty good one. This one's a good one. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with like uh, remaking like tons of every like everything, but. I do agree with trying to get something right, like um, like Dread, for instance. Like, um, just because some people don't like it doesn't mean it's not liked. You yeah, remember, like the first time, like I was, because uh, I was I was over here, and I remember I think we just got finished eating or something, and you were like, "Hey," it's like, "Did you see the the Carl Urban Judge Dread yet?" And I'm like, "Nah," I'm like, "Cause." I hadn't really heard much about it. You know, I know that a lot of people didn't like it and stuff. Because, like, he never takes his helmet off and people kind of complained about that. And it's like, why would you get Carl Urban to do this if he never takes his helmet off and shit? And then and then Steve was like, no, he's like, but this movie's badass. Like, Lena Headey's in it. She's the villain and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and watch it. And then I watched it and I'm like, this movie's fucking great. Like, this kicks the Stallone dread in the balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carl Urban never took his helmet off. is because in the, the comic books, he never took his helmet off. Right. So it was Carl Urban's idea. It's like, yeah, he should never take his helmet off. You do see him briefly at the very beginning when he's gearing up without it on, but you can't see his face. Yeah. You just see the so, back of his head. So the Judge Dredd is kind of like a Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't see it. Yeah, you, you just, just don't see his face. You just all you can see is like his mouth, basically. But that's it. Yeah, it's like, uh, but you know, it's like the thing where it's like you're gonna talk. And I do have another little, like a, a little bit here at the end, but just so we can catch up to everything. You know, the idea that like it, it's like, well, you know, this guy that wrote this was an Academy Award-winning writer. You know, and then it's like, but then he's got like people. You know, putting story stuff in the background or whatever, and it's like, you know, it, you can write a movie in different ways. You know, you have like the the exposition scene where somebody just kind of lays the entire thing out for you. Like I always point to, you know, something like you know Indiana Jones and uh, you know the Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's that scene where he's literally at the chalkboard and he's talking to those guys and he was like, okay, so this is the Staff of Ra, you know, and if you put the Staff of Ra in this location and the sun hits it, it will point the way towards the thing and then you find the Ark of the Covenant and it's like, what was the Ark? And it's like, the Ark is like the, the, the vessel that they put the Ten Commandments, the actual stone tablets of the Ten Commandments in and like all that stuff. 
And it's like he's like literally drawing shit on a chalkboard, like trying to explain this to these guys. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to have it where things come out in conversations. And it's especially like when the villains are talking to each other, you pick up on stuff in the story. You'll have, uh, you know, Anderson and Dredd talking to each other. And then, you know, they'll, as they're talking, they figure something else out about what's going on in the story. And it's like, so it's like, there's many different ways to write a story, but if you're going to say that, like, you don't like the way that they did it in this, it's like, I mean, it's not like they wrote, like, a bunch of shit. I mean, there's been plenty of movies that are written way worse than this. Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is just exposition. I mean, yeah. that's, that's all it is. I mean, wor- worse than the worse than this would be um, Suicide Squad, wherever <laughs> they just put a face up and say, this is this is their backstory. Right. Instead of actually giving them a backstory. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, this person, they do this. Bam. We're done, <laughs> and we're done with that. We're done with that character. It's like, are we going to develop it anymore? No, I think we're good. We put that thing up there and I said the thing. That almost would be like a, like a, a, a Ryan George thing where it's like, yeah, he's doing the pitch meeting thing, and it's like, oh, okay, so how are we going to introduce these people? It's like, well, we're literally just going to put people up on a screen, and then we're just going to tell you what they do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so we're not going to have like any cool scenes where we get to see them using their powers. It's like, well, no, not till later. Eventually, you'll be able to see them, but at the beginning, it's just going to be people on a screen, and we're just going to tell you what they do. Well, Ron George did a thing about Suicide Squad, and it was like, so what is the Suicide Squad? And it was like, well, if it wasn't Superman, then we'd have to, you know, if Superman wasn't there to face a challenge, then, you know, who would we turn to? And it's like, okay, so we get a bunch of superheroes. It's like, no, we get a bunch of villains because if things go wrong, we can, uh, we can blame them. And it's like, okay, so then what happens? And it's like, well, one of the members of the Suicide Squad turns on everyone and tries to kill the entire planet. And it's like, so the Suicide Squad was formed and a member of it is the reason that the world might end? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... So their whole mission is themselves. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, basically, it's like <laughs> fix the shit that you started. Um, but yeah, it's like that's the stuff that always gets me is like when people want to talk about like you know how you get you know things out in the story and like little tidbits and things like that. It's like you can always tell when you're watching a movie and you're like, okay, did they just kind of shoehorn information in just like randomly? And it's like, how would those characters know that? Like, you can, when you're watching something, you can tell, like, eh, they just kind of shortcut a bunch of stuff, and they don't really take the time to explain things. And then there's other times where it's like, they don't really explain shit, you just kind of have to figure it out as you go, you know? But, uh... Do, like, The Matrix and just have one movie of exposition and then two movies of straight-up action. Right. That's basically what we got. <laughs> One movie was like entirely exposition. Yeah. And it was everyone's favorite. Yeah. And then the other two movies were action. And then people were like, I didn't really. I, yeah, I don't know. know. It's like, but I thought you guys said that like the philosophical 
stuff and like the whole you know like the the exposition part of the matrix was like what you didn't like and you want to see neo kick some more ass so we gave you neo kicking more ass and then you're like hey we kind of like the original one better though (laughs) it's like what the fuck do you people want that's why you never listen to people yeah because people are fickle and what they're gonna want is gonna change constantly you have to go by the vision that you're going to go by liking the last last jedi after the rise of the skywalker came Mm -hmm. out because then they're like Oh, this is this is the Abrams thing. Okay, this is what people actually want. the Last Jedi was pretty badass. It's like yeah, comparatively. Yeah, but uh, that, that's that's in hindsight now. So okay, let's get back into it. So uh, so basically to finish that uh, this section here, it says uh, slow mo is one of the lamest drug excuses for doing fancy slow motion shots in your movie that I have ever seen. It's stupid. Why the hell did you need a drug in the movie to explain why scenes are in slow motion, Mr. Writer? Just to have slow motion in your movie, it doesn't need a drug to explain it. It just seems like there's an excuse for you to have it, and and a lame plot device. You couldn't have come up with some special future drug that was like a mixture of heroin, ecstasy, crack, cocaine, weed, or something? No, you had to create something that, and that uh, I'm surprised the actors and actresses could say with a straight face. I mean, yeah, it was a plot device to to do sl- to have slow motion. I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, but it's like, but the thing is, is that like the entire story is based around the fact that all of the manufacturing of that drug is done from that one location in Peach Trees. Yeah, it, it could have been any drug, but they wanted to make it look cool. Yeah. Whenever they're hitting it, and then you see the slow-mo bullets go through people and stuff, yeah. and then you get the cool sound effects and all that kind of stuff. Everything kind of drops yeah, out. it's fine. You I get that cool, care. like, uh, sort of, like, sparkly effect on everything when uh, I, people are on it. And I think it's one of those things, like, it could have been a mixture between harem and... Who says it's not? Yeah. We don't exactly know what the fuck's in slow-mo, because they don't ever explain it. Yeah, it's just some shit that makes your brain act slower, so that's why fucking Dread hits... Um, Bitch Mama. face with uh, <laughs> the, the, the shit at the end of the movie and throws her out because that's what she was doing to people. She was fucking hitting them with a slow-mo and throwing them out the window and making it feel like they're falling forever. Yeah. And that's what he did to her. Yeah, to get some revenge. Yeah, justice. And he, and he knows that that happened because Anderson, when she's like... She can kind of psychically pick up on like the, the bodies. like They skin those guys yeah. and then throw them... You know, from the top floor down to the bottom Must have and felt stuff. Like they were falling forever. Yeah, and she was like, you know, they, she was like, yeah, they she, they basically got hit with slow mo, and then they came off the top, and then eventually Dread uses that against Mama, and it's like, yeah, now you get now you get to understand what this shit's like. This is this is a fucked up experience to know that you're going to die. You have nothing yeah. that you can do about it, and you're in your your because you got hit with that slow mo. Now you have all this time. To feel like you're fucking falling forever, and it's like it's just torturous, because that's what she was doing to these people that crossed her and, and fucked up her operation, you know. And it's like, it's it's uh, but the whole thing was slow mo. I think the reason why it works in the movie like it does is because it's because it's a movie and they can do whatever they want to. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is like you know they introduce like very early on that this is like a problem because it's like this new drug to hit the streets. And everybody's been like, you know, like there's tons of people getting onto this shit, and it's becoming a problem. 
And like when they send Dread in there, and then they realize, you know, that uh, they've got one of Mama's people there. That's why they take that guy hostage. That's why they the hostage. They take him as a prisoner, basically, because they're going to interrogate him. And that's when she like goes to lock down the whole building. So like literally, slow mo is the reason for basically everything that happens in that movie. Well, so, yeah, she locks down the building because that dude's the one that. Uh... They want to take him because he's the one that actually murdered those guys. Yeah. And uh, then you find out that uh, if they would have killed that dude, you know, my mom would have just let him leave the building. She she wouldn't have gave a fuck. Yeah. Like, the fact that he, he was going to be interrogated is what scared her. So yeah. she locked it down. She's like, I'm just going to lock it down, just kill these two judges real quick, and then I'll be, you know, I'll be good okay. to go on my merry way. And it's just like... Yeah, it probably would have worked that way if it wasn't Dread. <laughs> if it would have been any other judge on that day. Shit, that plan might have worked. Like, I want you to kill these two judges. It's like, okay, they probably would have been dead in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, maybe. But just because it was Dread, it was like, yep, you're fucked now. You have, you actually chose the absolute fucking worst person to try yeah. to cross. You know, and it's yeah. like... You because- literally should have just let the guy walk out the building and just move buildings and just yeah just move your just move your operation yeah you know and just be like you know what fuck it we're gonna go to another building and we're just trying to take over a total new turf because i don't want to fuck with dread right yeah (laughs) and that's the that's the point of the that's the overall point of this movie do not fuck fuck with with dread Dread, yeah (laughs) so uh what we'll do is we're going to take a break here and then when we come back uh we'll talk uh, more about the main characters, which are basically uh, Dread, Cassandra, well, and Mama. <laughs> right. That's kind of like the three main characters of this movie. Who do you think looks better naked? Dread. <laughs> okay. It's Carl Urban, man. Come on. We solved the age-old uh, mystery of who looks better naked, and the answer is always Carl Urban. <laughs> right? It's like Olivia Thurlby. Lena Headey or Carl Urban. It's like, oh, fuck, man, Carl Urban. That's going to be a sexy-ass beast. (laughs) And it's like, and not to say that Lena Headey or Olivia wouldn't, but damn, man, how do you ignore that? Woo! Anyway, on that note, uh, on that note with Carl Urban, we're going to take a break, and then we'll, we'll be right back. Please donate to Christ United Best. <laughs> what the hell? So <laughs> random. 
<laughs> I don't know. That was funny. All right, let's <laughs> back to the Please remember to get your pet spayed or neutered. It's like, what the fuck? That has nothing to do with Judge Dredd at all. Like, no, but, you know, I mean, Bob Barker said that shit for like 50 years, so I figured yeah. I should. Get your fucking pet spayed and neutered. <laughs> Chop them nuts. <laughs> Donate to dog nut chopping. <laughs> um, do it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, Alabama has just proposed a bill that men are supposed to get vasectomies after age 50. Yeah, that's that's gonna pass. Probably. You know? No, I'm Shouldn't. just yeah. No, I'm just playing. It's it, there's no way it's gonna pass. But the lady's doing it to prove a point that like we do all these reproductive rights things for women, and it's like, you know but what? I wouldn't care. It's like, I mean, you but, already got uh, your kids. Are women having kids at fifty? Um, because if not, I don't know. That her point. Seems pretty dumb. Yeah, it's like she should be at like thirty. Like actually, like just test, like actually make it where it matters. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of men getting their freak impregnating on people at fifty, unless you're George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney can impregnate basically anyone. And yeah, we're all okay with. It. Yeah, we're we're totally fine with that. George, George Clooney, Clooney, if you more, want to make more kids, go ahead, man. The more Clooney's, the better. Yeah, the that's more what Clooney's I always the better. Yeah. I've always said that. Yeah, more Clooney's he always has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, since high school, it's, since it's, high schools, I said th- there needs to be more Clooney. There needs to be more Clooney's. He right needs now, to there's start only making fucking babies. one. I mean, there's only one. It's like, come on. There needs to be more Georges. Either like, that, or he's just a super responsible person. Always wears a condom. It pisses me off, George. It pisses <laughs> You need to. We need to start a campaign. You need to be irresponsible and have and a million Clooney's. <laughs> we need to get. We need to get a fucking petition made to have George Clooney not wear fucking protection so he can make more babies and we get more Clooney's. We get more Clooney's. We're gonna fucking put that shit up. More Clooney's, less neo Nazis. That's what I always say. Yeah. I always say it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if it's George Clooney. Yeah. You know, it's like we should just we go to like was it petitions.org or whatever, and uh, is that what it's called? <laughs> I'll make a shirt that says ban abortions, especially if it's George Clooney's kid. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> oh man, if Anthony Jeselnik ever hears that joke, he will be like, "That's a fucking funny joke." <laughs> Cause that's the kind of shit he would say. <laughs> it is, and I'm a big fan of Jeselnik. So. Yeah, so that's I'm why not saying, I'm like. <laughs> he's not saying he's an asshole like Jeselnik. I'm not. But, I'm not. I'm not like a uh, like a pro life activist or anything like that. I just think it's a funny joke. Let's yeah. <laughs> ah, but anyway, these are all jokes. Yeah, these are jokes. Except um, the part about George Clooney impregnating a lot of women. Yeah. Or just just bang the fuck out of the woman you're with right now. Yeah, a lot of kids with uh, Amal. Uh, is her name Amal? I don't know uh, how to Amal? say. Amal? I, mean, I think it is Amal. It's A M A L. She's she's like it's, he because he met her in Italy, didn't he? Like I don't know where he met her. Uh, I was not there. I swear <laughs> I was not there, and you can't prove it. <laughs> oh man, Steve's been working on that alibi. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I was not there. I've never been to Italy. I can't. You can't prove it. I was not spying on George Clooney. Yeah, um, it's Amal Clooney. Yeah, that's her name. That's right. Yeah, See? it's Amal. Yeah, um, yeah. He because he married her in uh, 2014. And especially when his wife looks like that. Yo, seriously, like crank, crank out some babies. 
They have, um, they have a kid or two, I think. They have, uh, well, she has two kids, yeah. You need more. You need more children. We need more Clooney's. That's the point. need more Clooney's because I mean, George, you're 58, man. You can keep going. So if we've proven anything in the entirety of our podcast, is <laughs> the the more Clooney's, the better. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the overall point. Yeah, I think we're done here. I think we're good. So <laughs> go ahead and roll the outro music. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Let's get out. Now, one thing I will say about the music though is that that music reminds me very much of like John Carpenter music. It does. If they ever get to a point where they're like, okay, we're going to uh we're gonna do maybe like a, a prequel or like a young snake plissken sort of thing like before escape from new york they should and get alex garland to do it they should get him to do something like that because this movie definitely and then maybe even get carl urban to be snake plissken oh fuck yes put him in the eye patch <laughs> and the fucking the black suit he'd fucking kill black it leather outfit and the fucking eye patch just give him the snake tattoo yeah yeah, he could be a fucking young Snake Plissken. Just he put him fucking in the fucking it. hair, you know, get his haircut right. And then you can make a prequel to Escape from New York that it's like, okay, this is why Snake is considered a legend. This because was the, the kind of shit. from, get this, I'm just throwing out there, Chicago. No, <laughs> Escape from Chicago, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, man, that's or it's like, why is he a legend? It was like, well, actually, the prequel is Escape from Hell. He actually died, Escape from Hell, came back up, and then Satan could handle him, man. He was yeah, too it's much. like, wait, what? That's the prequel to this? It's like, okay. yeah, that's the first person he was kind of fucked over in. He died and went to hell and uh, escaped that shit. He got the fuck out of hell and then came back and then uh, eventually had to. They sent him in to go rescue the president and escape from New York. It's like, wait a minute, that's fucking Snake's backstory. It's like, yeah, that's what John Carpenter wrote that shit years ago, but he never turned it into a script because he figured it was ridiculous. It's like that's fucking awesome. That is imagine badass. imagine like John Carpenter demons and shit. Yeah, imagine like John Carpenter's <laughs> Escape from Hell and it's fucking Snake Plissken <laughs> trying to get out of hell. It's fucking Carl Urban. With the fucking eye patch, just fucking having to kill demons to get out of hell. <laughs> Are we better at this than Hollywood? Yeah, we need to we need to pitch this to John Carpenter and be like, dude, seriously. It's like we I got an idea from hell and he'd be like, Why well, haven't I ever thought of that? Because you're fucking old, man. You're fucking old. <laughs> oh, it is John Carpenter anyway. I'll guess nine hundred and twenty eight. See um, how close I am. <laughs> um Let's see. John Carpenter. Uh, he is 72. Close. I was close. Uh, from Carthage, New York. Also known as the asshole of the universe. <laughs> if you're from Carthage, New York, I'm sorry, but you live in an asshole. Yeah. And you probably are an asshole. And you wrote Ghost of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. Okay, this is the same man who wrote They Live. <laughs> you know, just put some respect on John Carpenter's name. Look, look. <laughs> Stephen King wrote The Stand, but he also wrote uh, uh, a book about a vampire flying an airplane. <laughs> what was that? What, what, what book was that? I forget. He's wrote a bunch of shitty books. Like, uh, Stephen King, to me, is a writer that just kind of throws shit at a wall and is like... One out of five of these are going to be good. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be really good. It's the like other he, ones are just... He wrote like four shitty books, and then it's like, boom, The Shining. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah, boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, 
But I remember that. I think it was a TV movie. It's like some vampire kept flying in. <laughs> like a plane, though. Not, not, not like flying, flying. Like he was in a plane. <laughs> oh my god. It's very, it's very... I'm gonna have to look this shit up now when we're It's very upsetting. Because I want to know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never heard of this. Oh, man. Well, like, literally, like, Stephen King was once such a good writer, he could write a fucking entire novel that's like 500 pages about a dog that has rabies. Right. And it's a fucking great movie, because it's Cujo. That's a fucking, like, an epic movie. Uh, and it's just about a dog with rabies. What people don't realize is that that's actually the prequel to Homeward Bound. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. You know, they're actually the, running from that dog the entire time. Yeah, they're not trying to get home. They're trying to get the fuck away from Cujo. Yeah, because why else would they leave the farm after like two days of their family leaving? It's like that's retarded. Yeah, those those animals are dumb as fuck. You you telling me a cat would cross the country? Cats are lazy as fuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, we're like way off topic. This is what you this is what you paid to hear. Really. We're talking about Homer Bound now, but if you guys are new to the show, this happens all the time. Yeah. So there's not like, ah, oh, this was a one time <laughs> thing. Don't judge us on this. No, this is basically every episode. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back into the comments. Okay, so basically the thing with, with Dread is that it's it's mainly around the three kind of main characters, which are, you know, Dread, uh, Cassandra, and Mama. And people have opinions about all three of them pretty strongly. Okay. So it says, uh, The opening scene is a tedious and cliched introduction to the main character, Dread. Uh, the way the city and the judge system operates and the primary story hook, which is uh, the, the slow-mo drug. It feels uh, a lot like RoboCop, but without the style and charm. And almost 30 years too late. Uh, perhaps the problem with this is that the main character is expressionless and monotone, literally faceless. Fans will say that that's the whole point, or that it is intended. Perhaps it's the story or the script. It feels cheap and pointless. But again, maybe that's how it should be. Stallone did more with, with this material in 96 minutes than this movie could ever dream of doing. Mm. The writers of the comics just need to get over the precious changes he made. So what about the helmet? Well, what was that helmet? Important? Not really. It's not like it wasn't featured in the movie. And to further the RoboCop illusions, RoboCop took off his mask during the last part of, of his movie to symbolize his humanity the same way Stallone does. Clearly, this movie seems not to care about the symbolism. Uh, its hero is a guy who has lost his humanity and shows few hints that we care not to know about in a sequel. Well, I'll, go, I'll let you go ahead, and then I'll, I'll continue. Well, uh, oh, one thing about the helmet, I was like, this guy, uh, whoever wrote this, I bet you is a huge fan of The Mandalorian right now. Right. I guarantee it. I when guarantee it. Like, oh, it. I love that Mandalorian. It's like, oh, but he doesn't take off his helmet. He can't see it's his like, face. yeah, but it's like part of his code. It's like, yeah, it's kind of part of... Uh, I mean, Dredd never took off his, his helmet in the comics, and I know he, he addressed that, where it was like, well, fans would say that... It's this and that. It's like, but, okay, let me ask you this. Why? He literally mentions, like, uh, to the psychic, it's like, right now, I bet you're regretting, you know, not bringing your helmet. I noticed you didn't bring your helmet. And she was like, well, the helmet interferes with my psychic abilities. And, and he was like, like I'm pretty you... sure a bullet would interfere with them more. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, just whatever. It's like, let's 
you know, go get you killed. Yeah. Because uh, you don't he, have your... But, I mean, that's the thing. He doesn't... Because whenever they break in that apartment with the people and the guns, she doesn't fire a shot. He kills everyone. Yeah. Like, she freezes, and he's just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom. He kills everyone. The only one she kills is the guy there at the very, very end. Yeah, he's like, it is attempted murder on a uh, judge. Sentence is death. Yeah. And then she ends up shooting him. Yeah. And then later on meets the lady that's actually that dude's wife and and everything. And it's like, and she knows that it's like, she, she knows that she killed that lady's husband. But it's like, but he was involved in that shit. That's just how it goes. You know? Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> he was in on that uh, on that bust when they went in there on that. And yeah, then, Dred's like, execute that motherfucker. <laughs> shoot him in the fucking head. It's like, try to kill the judge. Yeah. Kill that piece that's, of shit. It's death. Yeah. You try to kill a judge. It's. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, for Dredd, it's like, it, it, you know, tactically, it makes sense for him to always keep his helmet on because he never knows when, he, when he's going to get shot at. He's out but, there. But now, if he ever went home, I'm pretty sure he'd take it off. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be standing in the shower like... <laughs> with the, the <laughs> Dredd helmet on. <laughs> just yeah. imagine him just standing there naked with just the helmet on. It's like... I imagine it all the time. <laughs> Steve has fantasies where it's just Carl you Urban and Judge Dredd. You can wear that helmet anytime you want to, Carl. <laughs> you can give me the helmet anytime. You just gotta figure out which one. <laughs> There's a lot of gay overtones this episode. <laughs> this episode's pretty gay now. A bunch, but we're definitely gonna tune all the homophobes out real quick. So I'm right. with it. Yeah, um, because we don't give a fuck uh, if you guys think that uh, you know that we are uh, homophobic or something or we're uh, homoerotic or whatever. You know, it's like we don't give oh, a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Paint you a good picture. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so then the next section uh, we get into the into the the two like female leads basically. So it says. Um, uh, we are forced to have to sympathize with his partner Anderson, who is merely there for titillation and yeah, half-hearted titillation. and half-hearted attempts at humanity. <coughs> Lena Headey uh, looks like a Cosmo model with scars on her right cheek. You get Lena Headey's uh, bored acting. Uh, she learned nothing from being equally terrible on Game of Thrones. Uh, that's uh, just somebody that hates Cersei. <laughs> yeah, uh, she reads lines with no energy and no real characterization. But hey, she's evil. The film's two female characters are polar opposites. Uh, Thurlby's, um, you know, Anderson, um, uh, offered as uh, being emblematic of the model woman, empathetic, compassionate, subservient, and the subject of a black man's rape fantasy. Mama's a whore, deserving of her comeuppance, and is twice visualized biting off a man's penis. One's naive, one's deeply embittered, unconventional for the genre. The film wants to side with Thurlby's Anderson, but embodies a contempt for Lena Headey's Mama and revels in her punishment. I, I, I think, I have, I have no proof of this, but whenever I was watching this, I thought that the director made uh, a conscious choice to name uh, Olivia's character Anderson after Neo. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. I, I, because she's kind of clueless. She has, like, some abilities and stuff, and then she's she's trying to be, incept, you know, accepted into the stuff. So uh, 
I kind of felt like her character was supposed to be kind of like a Neo character. That's why she has the last name Anderson? Yes. Well, that's interesting. That's my theory. That's just totally my theory. This is Steve, like, just sort of projecting yeah. some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really... I mean, it's not a terrible idea. Because she is kind of in over her head in a, in a world that she's not, like, maybe totally prepared for, but she's... She'll make it through some determination and some yeah, grit. The name Anderson yeah. kind of stands out to me in the overall n- names of everything. Yeah. So I was like, what What would she most be related to? And I was like, yeah, Anderson from from The Matrix. Yeah. I could, I could see some of that. Because so. everybody else kind of has, like, interesting... You know, like, the judges, for the most part, have pretty interesting names. Like, the last name, Dread, I've... I've never seen that in real life. No. I don't think that's an actual, like, real last name, but, you know. Yeah, one day uh, you'll say, like, that's not a real last name. Then you'll meet, like, a Charlie Dread or something like that. And it's like... Hey, what's your name? It's like, my name's Charlie. Charlie Dread. <laughs> it's like, okay. Cool, man. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So any relation to Judge Dredd? <laughs> Get that all the time. Fuck off. <laughs> Maybe he is, because he, he even kind of has the attitude. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like the... You know, and I think that there's going to be a lot of people... I, I really couldn't didn't find anybody that like really tried to make it like a racism thing, at least not that I looked at, because I didn't have to go very far to find these comments. Basically... I scrolled through about maybe ten comments that were one stars and found everything that you're that you're gonna hear here. Um, the rape fantasy thing was just to show you that the guy was a piece of shit and what his intentions were inevitably gonna try to be. Yeah. And you know, uh, Mama wasn't a whore; she was a whore. Yeah. So, she was a prostitute. So you you got to get your wording right. Because you said she is a whore, but no, that's not true. She was a whore. Was a whore, yeah. It says, Mama's a whore, deserving of her comeuppance, and is twice visualized biting off men's penises. She is not a whore. She was a whore. She was. She was a prostitute. She is a a drug ring runner or whatever. Drug boss. Drug boss, yeah, basically. Yeah. She is not a whore. No. Because, I mean, you don't even see her having sex in the movie at all. You don't see her naked? No. Uh, that's easy enough to find. <laughs> Game um, of Thrones. Well, and also, she's she's like, you know, naked in a 300, too. Yeah. Because she, has, uh, she fucking, has some... fucking Leonidas. She's like fucking Leonidas, yeah. It's, uh... Some Greeks know how to bone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, man, uh, they, they know how to fuck in the city-states. Zack Snyder, I think that's the failure of Zack Snyder. He just doesn't he doesn't get his opportunity to do really badass sex scenes anymore in these DC movies. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like what happened to that you know the, that uh, Superman you know Wonder Woman boning fuck session? <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like look, we had to scrap all that. That's like because it's like they wanted to keep it PG thirteen. It's like well, you're never going to compete with Marvel like that. No, you, you got to make DC for adults, or it's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like stop trying to make DC for kids. It's, yeah, DC's for adults, Marvel's for kids. That's that's how you gotta. That's how you separate it. Yeah, that's why you you have a, a movie struggling because you're just like yeah we got Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. It's really like PG thirteen. It's like this really should have been rated R. Yeah. It's fucking hard. You're just you're appealing to the wrong audience, man. 
You know, yeah. you're, you're you're trying to get kids to come see this movie, and kids could give a fuck less about Harley Quinn. Yeah. How many kids do you know these days that grew up watching the Batman animated series when they created Harley Quinn? None of them. None of kids them. these days never watch that show. You know who watched the show? Thirty-year-olds. Yeah, people nah. our age. Because we grew up watching the Batman animated show, and it was yeah. fucking great. There's some great episodes on that. Yeah, Harley the whole Quinn series was created was then. Yeah, Harley Quinn was created for that show, and she's an amazing character in that show. She's an amazing character in general. Margot Robbie's an amazing actress. You yeah. probably have one of the most perfect people that I could ever imagine you casting, but if you, you know, you cast anybody but Emma Stone as Poison Ivy, then you're just fucking asking to be a failure. You're just, you're just fucking around, basically, if yeah, you don't do that. I just don't see any other <coughs> choice. Yeah. But, you know, just, that's just a little casting advice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, but, so what do you think about, do you think that Thurlby did a good job as Cassandra, and then um, Heedy did a good job as Mama? Yeah, I, I I liked uh I liked pretty much everyone in this movie. Um, yeah, even the scummy judges that like yeah, he, take the buyout. Like, you know the thing about her is she can definitely make you feel a certain way when you're watching movies or shows. I watched Game of Thrones. She she would piss you off, and you're just like fucking die, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's what you want from a character like hers in Game of Thrones. Yeah, and like in, in Mama's example. I think the thing about her is that um, she's because she's like this drug kingpin, and she's you know kind of created this little empire for herself because her, her gang got so big from doing all the slow mo and stuff like that that they just she just took over that entire apartment complex. And I think the thing for her is that like you know there's, there's like people that were like you know ah uh, she's like really boring in her acting and it's like she's not really doing anything with Mama and it's like. It's like sometimes it's like her acting isn't necessarily the lines because she doesn't have a ton of lines in the movie. No one does. It's the shit. No, really, nobody does. I mean, who has probably the most lines? Probably Cassandra, like Thurlby's character, because she's she's telling Dread what she's sensing as she's like getting these like psychic things. I would almost say the the chick on the com talking to Dread has the most lines in the movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, at um, at like, control. The, uh, I feel like the personal control says the, the, more lines. The Hall of Justice anyone. controller that's taking the dispatch stuff. Yeah, probably. I feel like she has the. That'd most be a fun. Lines. That'd be a fun game. It's like who has the most lines? What character has the most lines in this movie? And it's like it's actually the Hall of Justice controller that's helping Dread when he's in the field. It's like fuck, really? It's like yeah, they talk to him a lot. Dread doesn't say a lot. No, it's just like that one speech that he has, and he was like. He was like, just in case you forgot, you know, uh, peach trees operates the same as everywhere else. Yeah, Mama's not the law. law. I, am I am the law. law. <laughs> yeah. um, Says that line way better than Stallone. Yeah, did and it's just I like, am the law. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like yeah, Mama's not the law. I am the law. You know, and everything, and he's just, you, you, you hear it, and you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's and about he to fuck some people up. Like, the little speaker there in that booth, and they come at it, and then he's just, you know. He, they shoot it up, and then they he. They shoot it up, and then he goes on the. Uh, incendiary round. Yeah, incendiary, and it's like. And it goes over there, and it just fucking, just fucking rains. torches everyone. It burns all those guys. And he just, like, turns around and just walks away, and it's like, yeah, he, and. 
Mama is just kind of like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dealing with just a regular judge here. This guy is fucking good. It's like, what the fuck do we do now? How do we kill it? And she's like, call 911. A bunch of corrupt judges come and get fucking slaughtered. Right. Um, yeah. It's uh, well, And one of the things that I thought was really uh, funny, too, is like there's that sequence where um, you have the one female judge. She was like, well, I'll go after... Uh, the rookie. I don't know. If she calls her the rookie, but she's. Like, I'll go after her because she's not gonna know. You know, she's not gonna know anything. She's gonna she's just gonna think I'm back up, and she'll hesitate to shoot. I won't. Yeah, put the gun down. I'm back up or whatever. And then so she put the like, put your put your uh, like weapon away, rookie. On her sensor and just fucking <laughs> and just <laughs> fucking shoots her. And I was like, that's some baller ass shit, Cassandra. <laughs> You're fucking learning because she's using her abilities to basically give her an advantage. Because you know, like realistically, it's like. Dread knew that there was something up with that judge he met on the walkway. Because, he fucked up when he was talking. Yeah. He said, you know, uh, whenever... He said something like when the one judge or whatever... Uh, you know, one judge called in the uh, complaint or whatever, and he was it's like... like yeah, we, yeah, he's like, we, you know, the one judge called in the 1024, and he was like, one judge? <laughs> you know? He like, was like, what? He was like... Why didn't you say two? Why didn't you say two? And it was like, and then he and then he goes panicked. to like get on the thing and tell yeah. the other guys like, oh <laughs> fuck, like, I'm, he knows, <laughs> fuck, fucked up, like he, he fucking because he knows the that. protocol. He knows that you know. It's like, why didn't you say two? <laughs> why didn't you say two? And he's like, ah, oh, fucked up. Okay, he's like, hey, I need, I need backup. I need help. Dread found me out like within a few and seconds. He thought he had a little of advantage, and he was like choke on this dread and then he fucking hit him in the throat with yeah. that fucking gun or whatever and he was like choke on that yeah <laughs> I always love I, I fucking love action movies with great one liners yeah that is that's the only way to make good action movies in my opinion like to make good action movies you have to have good one liners because yeah, cuz it makes those scenes memorable. Yeah, it does. And it's whenever you're just people like, "Oh, someone wouldn't say that in this situation." It's like, "Yeah, but we're not making a movie about fucking reality." Uh, Fuckface like walking down the street. We're making a movie about some fucking for one, like for someone to complain about like um uh like unrealism or you know, it's like, well, you know, this this wouldn't happen like this. It's like, this is a post-apocalyptic movie based in some mega city, like, bullshit. It's it has like, 800 million people in it. Yeah, it's all fucking comic book bullshit. Like, yeah. it, it's, none of it's real. The so. entire city's walled off. It's, the, well, the mega city one goes from, like, what is it, like, Boston to Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Like that's it, that's a fucking huge amount of land. Yes. And then the entire city is walled off. You know how fucking big that wall is. That wall would make Trump cream himself. <laughs> Trump loves that wall. He loves that wall. He's like, you know what? The greatest movie that I've ever seen is that the dread movie that they did in 2012 when they had that giant wall around the city. Because I want that wall. <laughs> you know. So this is what the Congress should do. It's like, look. We'll do it. If you can get Carl Urban on board. <laughs> if you can get Carl Urban, Judge Dredd himself, and we know you love that movie because they have the giant wall around that city. Yes. Uh, if you can get Carl Urban to endorse this, you we will... You can have will, your wall. You can have your wall. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. I don't know if he likes me. 
It's like, well, go meet Carl Urban and see if you can convince him to, to endorse this wall. You, Donald Trump, have to convince Carl Urban. Yeah. We'll give you a wall. But if you can't convince him, you have to uh, resign. <laughs> That's that's the way the game's played, baby. Um, <laughs> I'll be so. And so up. does Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> also, Simon Taylor's resigned. Yeah. That would probably be be worse. Yeah, it basically would be. Probably but uh, but anyway, um, but the thing, the the thing about this in particular, I think, is that like you know when they're talking about. You know, like the way that the females are like projected and stuff like that. It's like, like a bunch of badasses. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't think they they really. You know, the one guy is like, yeah, it's like you know, literally the one woman's like a black guy's like rape fantasy and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, most of those criminals are scumbags. They literally skinned three people at the beginning of this movie. The dude's basically just admitting to her that he is a rapist. Yeah, basically because and he, he would like to rape her because she's hot. Like, yeah. It's not like a black guy's rape fantasy. It's a scumbag's yeah. rape fantasy. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like this person writing this is like they're trying oh, he's to make racist. it a racist it thing. It felt racist when you said it the first time. Yeah, a black man's rape fantasy or whatever. And it's like, so, uh, so are you saying that like there's only black men do stuff like this or have thoughts like that's this? That's what he seems like. That's what it seemed like he was writing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like. Um, you know, the, the movie has a pretty good amount of diversity in it. I mean, yeah, you do have your, you know, your white people in it, but that character could have been anybody. Yeah. That character could have been like literally anybody, you know? And it's like, just the fact that that character is black, it doesn't mean that, you know, that, that, that this is a typical black trait of black men that they want to rape white women. It's like, uh, yeah, no, that's not like a thing. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like rapist exists, rape people. Yeah. I mean that's, but it doesn't necessarily matter. It's like, not a ra- raping isn't a black thing or a white thing or an Asian thing or a you know Latina thing or a male or a female thing. It's the thing that people do. Yeah, that is disgusting. It's a Weinstein thing. It's a Bill Cosby thing. It's yeah, it's a, something that makes you feel ill. Yeah, it's you don't a it's be a bunch it. of horrible people thing, and we we you know. It's just wording it as like a, like that. It's like, it really should have been like, oh, this scumbag's rape fantasy or this piece of shit rape fantasy or something. All those things are acceptable. But to, but, but to specifically say that, you know, she is subservient and the subject of a black man's rape fantasy. It's like, did you have to point out what race he was when you... Was that important to... It was important to him. It was important to him because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the black guy in this movie, he's a rapist, you know, because he has those thoughts, and when she reads his mind, it's like that's what he's doing. I mean, he is a rapist, but yeah. how he worded that just made it seem like it was like a It was a, a racial thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He and made it a racial thing. So, so yeah, let's... It's just, you know, stuff like that. It's like that's what happens... When you have people like going going on here and doing these reviews for these this movies. dude has a copy of Mein Kampf in his, in his, <laughs> in his house. This guy uh, is a scholar on Ayn Rand, um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like you know that's the thing. It's like so if you're scrolling through IMDb and you see that this guy gave this movie a one star rating, and then you dig into the comments about what they were saying. It's like, oh well, this dude's like, I don't. It's like I don't know if he's if he's trying to be like super racist or or whatever. 
Because it's like when you read it, you're like, that really comes across as racist because you didn't have to describe him as being black. He doesn't describe anybody as being white in this movie. The only time he mentions race is when it's the black man. Oh, yeah. To rape it made the, him feel uncomfortable. The white woman, you know, and it's so, like. Only thing I wish that would change, and this is one thing I wish would change immediately on comments. Maybe uh, eventually when we make our own website, we'll do that. Uh, but. Uh, one thing that I would like to have done whenever people comment on things is that you can rate their comments. Yeah. And it's like, well, your review of this movie is basically trash and it has, it's not going to influence, it should not influence people that want to see this movie. Exactly. I think that's the main change that should be made to commenters is the commenters themselves their comments can be rated by everyone else. Yeah, so like and this that comment way, would be garbage. That way, people like this, obvious racist, people can go in there and just be like, nope, one star, one star, one star. So if he he actually, on the movie, made it a one star, his... Does not affect the total. His does not affect the total eventually when so many people vote on his comment. Right. There you go. That's how you solve trolls. Right. And it's like, well, I'm going to write all this shit. Or it's like, you have some people that, like, uh, they'll put, like, racist stuff. Or, you know, they'll have, like, really super political stuff. There was uh, one of those that uh, I was going to copy it. But I was like, no, we're getting into, like, a lot of, like, 1980s Reagan stuff. And a lot of political stuff. And I'm like, I just don't think we're going to want to talk about this on the episode. So I copied a bunch of that stuff. And then I deleted the entire paragraph because I'm like, I really don't want to talk about this shit. You know, because it's just going to get too political and too weird. There is no time that I would never, ever not want to talk about Reagan. Brian Reagan, the comedian. He's pretty hilarious. Yeah. No, isn't it Regan? Isn't that how you say it? Brian Regan? I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> is it Regan, though? I think it is Regan. <laughs> it's Brian Regan, I think. I don't think you pronounce it as Reagan. I'm going to say Reagan. <laughs> Brian Reagan, yeah. Uh, it's funnier. He should change it to that if it's not. He should change it and be like, I'm Brian Reagan. It's like, are you any relation to the, to yes, the former I'm president? Son. It's like, yeah, I'm his son. <laughs> Just to fuck with people. They'll be like, yeah, Brian, it's Brian Reagan, I guess, instead of Reagan? And it's like, and he's, he's like Ronald Reagan's son? It's, it's like, like, yeah, it's yeah that's story. like a thing. And then like, in the Wikipedia it says that. And on his IMDb page it says like... You know, the son of former president. Because you can just edit Ronald those Reagan. things anyway. He can just yeah. go in and edit his own thing. Yeah, and just be like, just totally make up like a completely fake backstory that like Ronald Reagan's is like actual dad. We should go make our own Wikipedia page. Right? Yeah. Uh, Beyond the Hatepedia or something. That would be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. Uh, but uh, but so, if we do make our own website here eventually, I think we would like a good forum, forum and then have it where... Like, if someone has a comment on one of our shows or reviews, people can comment and rate their comments. Yeah. That'd be perfect. And then have it where it's like you can, it's like you can, like, vote it with, like, emojis. So instead of, like, a thumbs up, thumbs down, it would be, like, the shit emoji. <laughs> that means that this post is shit. And you just like gonna... the shit emoji. I just like the shit emoji. Okay, we'll use it then. I'm not a huge fan, but Doug's very passionate about the, the shit, shit emoji. emoji. Because it's so happy to be shit. There you go. So that, that's how our minds work. I'm like, I'm not really on board with the shit emoji, but I'll go with it. It's fine. 
it gets the point across. <laughs> Is there an imagine? It's almost like we'll, we'll we'll just start if we do our uh, website. We'll just start doing like our reviews of alcohol with a shit emoji or a happy face. <laughs> it's like what was the beer? Shit emoji. <laughs> 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 that's great and then uh (laughs) yeah and then if it's like something if it's like we're not sure what to make of it's just the emoji thinking with like his hand on his chin you know Um, the smiley face and that's our three ratings the shit emoji (laughs) the thinking face and the happy face yeah like i'm not sure what to make of this and it's like yeah he's got the one eyebrow down I, I use that emoji. I use that emoji like almost daily. And I do not use emojis <laughs> because I am an adult. <laughs> Look, fuck you. Okay, those things are cute and they get the point across. Okay, I don't use them on every single thing that I post. Yes, it's you do. Probably like eighty percent. Jesus. That I of the stuff that I send to Eric, I don't send emojis to you all the time because Steve doesn't appreciate them. He doesn't appreciate a good shit emoji. <laughs> We're gonna give unless this you're ta- unless you're talking about the Patriots, I would rather not have a shit emoji. Yeah, I've literally used the shit emoji and stuff that I've sent him before, and he's literally sent me a thing that's like "lol" back, and I'm like, "Yeah, see, it worked. It did. Yeah. You know, shit equals something." And then you know, like thumbs up to something else, and it's like Steve knows what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. It's just, you know, it's like... If things are shit. <laughs> yeah. If things are going to shit. Yeah, but You can literally just send me, like, a, a picture of the planet and then equal shit. And I'd be like, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. does. It does. <laughs> this whole world is just shit. Have, just have, like, the word just, uh, just send you a text that just says people equals and then, like, the shit emoji. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. good Slipknot one. Yeah, that's a good Slipknot one. Uh, Don't listen to our Slipknot episode. Yeah. By the way, listen to our Slipknot episode. We talk about people equals shit. We even get less off topic on that episode than we've done this episode. Right, yeah. Maybe we've stayed reasonably on topic, you know? Carl Except Urban, like the, the shit emoji. the 45 minutes <laughs> that we weren't on top. <laughs> But we'll go and take a break here, and then when we come back, we're going to be back on fucking topic, because we're going to talk about the action in this movie. Probably. I can't promise. <laughs> we're probably just going to end up talking about the Astros cheating scandal and the shit emoji. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what everybody's talking Who about knows? these days. We're going to end up talking about fucking baseball, because that's AD- what everybody else is doing. ADD Nation, we fucking can't really stand baseball. Astros are cheaters. Let's go to break. <laughs> Let's go to break. Oh, man. 
sack. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. That's that was good. <laughs> the Peachtree name was uh, named after the restaurant Alice Garland and uh, Dread creator John Wagner uh, went to discuss the film. Oh, so, okay. Peachtrees. I was kind of wondering why they called it Peachtrees because. Um, well, there's there's a, there's actually a peach tree apartment complex here in town. Yeah. So that's I was like that's kind of funny because it's like oh that's what it would be if it was like you know a hundred some years in the future and you know there was like an apocalypse that killed like ninety percent of America. <laughs> you know. Uh, Defense noted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I was kind of I always thought that was kind of funny. Uh, that it was called Peach Trees, and it's like, oh yeah, that's like a real apartment complex being called Peach Trees. That's sort of that's sort of cool. But that's cool to know that like the the place that they ate at, they were like, oh, I'm gonna use that name as the yeah. apartment complex name, so that it'll have like a distinct name where we know where we're at. That's pretty cool. And sometimes you know when you hear, wonder about, if like, it was a a compliment or they're like, this restaurant's a shithole. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine this being like a post-apocalyptic building with some drug dealers and shit. Graffiti in it. everywhere. And yeah, yeah, guns everywhere. Have you tasted their wines? <laughs> it tastes like Satan's bathwater. It's horrible. It's horrible. God. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, since this is an action movie, right? People are going to complain about the action. Or of they're course. gonna they're gonna compare it to other action movies because obviously everybody they're does like that. too much action. I didn't. I was not expecting that much. I was much not action. expecting this much death. It's and like, then there was a lot of action, and I was like, "Whoa, too much action! Too much, man! I need more dialogue. <laughs> Talk more. Talk more and shoot less. That's like, yeah, that's not gonna work. Look, if you want talking, you can go get plenty of movies like that, like A Few Good Men." Pretty much all talking. <laughs> no action in that movie at all. Star Wars 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> Attack of the Clones? <laughs> it's all dialogues, no action. It's no it's action 85% in dialogue and some badass action. It's still a good movie, but a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking and walking in that movie. Yes. So it's basically like the Lord it's of the Rings, Rings. Yeah. trilogy. Like all of walking. them. People yeah. love those, though. And it's just a bunch of talking and walking, basically, but it's fucking epic. And hiding from, like, cloaked horsemen. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing that does make... Uh, this is going to be a controversial statement, I know. But, yes. okay, the thing that makes Lord of the Rings better is that they have Samwise Gamgee. That's not controversial at all. I 100% agree <laughs> with that. The Lord of the Rings is better than Star Wars. Because of Samwise. Because of Samwise. Star Wars doesn't have a Samwise. No, no, it doesn't. And that's They're why close. it suffers. Yeah, it just doesn't have one. It just doesn't hold up, you know. It's and like... Also, uh, Lord of the Rings is just better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says as he has Star Wars memorabilia everywhere. No. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> um, Where's my Samwise pop? Right. God damn it! Yeah, somebody stole it again. Samwise stole it. Yeah. Fucking gardener, stop pissing outside my house. Yeah. Go to your side of the fence, damn it! You're ruining my plants. Pissing all over. 
You're gonna do anything? Shit on my plants. That's more useful. Isn't that what he was doing? Pissing on uh, Frodo's plant plants whenever he fucking heard. Cannot tell him the thing about the ring. It's a. Wasn't that the whole story? He was out there pissing. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think that's what it is. And then he's like, "Oh shit." Uh, he didn't mean to be dropping those e- no eaves. Dropping no eaves, yeah. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> I was just simply taking me piss. <laughs> I was taking me piss. <laughs> taking me a piss. That sounds a little <laughs> Conor McGregor than us. That was taking me a piss. Yeah. It's taking me a piss. Could you imagine? We'll get back on topic in a second, guys. We understand. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to it. But like, could you imagine the fucking uh, Conor McGregor as a as a Hobbit? I could. Fucking he basically great. is one. They wouldn't even have to use a camera trick. He's just so small. He's, he's ripped so- as fuck, but he's small. He can hit you really fucking hard. Yeah, but he's tiny. I just, I can imagine, you know, like, because I was watching this thing on YouTube where this guy took Arlie Army quotes from uh, Full Metal Jacket and put it over Darth Vader, and it's fucking hilarious. Imagine taking Conor McGregor quotes and putting it over uh, Sam Wise. So Sean Astin. It's just, they just impose Conor McGregor's face over Sam Wise. And then just use Conor McGregor quotes. I wouldn't like that. Don't fuck with Samwise. Uh, Let's get on with potatoes. This. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Um, uh, so <laughs> people are like, "When the fuck are they getting to the point?" I'm getting to it. Okay, just calm down. Uh, so, <clears throat> so it says, whereas uh, Stallone's Judge Dread was a sardonic exercise in mock heroic action. Dread from 2012 is as humorless as it is moribund. A showdown like this between our heroes and an army of hoodlums was depicted with greater savagery in Punisher Warzone and the recent Indonesian movie The Raid Redemption. Actually, all the villains look pretty cool, but they are incredibly incompetent buffoons. Our bad guys are even more faceless than the ones in The Assault on Precinct 13, and that movie is a freaking masterpiece. At one point, they devastate an entire floor trying to perforate our heroes with three six-barreled Gatling gun-style General Electric M134 mini Vulcan machine guns. These weapons can pour out between 2,000 and 6,000 rounds of 7.62mm shells a minute. Villains like these bastards constitute little challenge for our heroes. If this weren't lame enough, even Cassandra, with her psychic powers, cannot divine the thoughts of a suspect that Dredd and she have arrested and who is standing beside her. This villain is able to free himself from his restraints and abduct her. Yeah, that's because she wasn't focused on it. It's not like exactly. A, it's not like a power that's just like uh, automatic. Yeah, she's not like Professor X or something. Yeah, Professor X's isn't even automatic. He has to do his little... He has uh, to focus. Yeah. ...thing. You know, it's... It's not like Storm can, like, strike you with lightning without even trying or something like that. She has yeah. to, like... This is dumb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, because the whole thing is, is that, dumb. like, they get distracted because there's, like, those two kids that realize that the that the judges are over there. She's worried that they, Judge Dredd is going to murder a couple of kids. Like which teenagers. He's, not. he's yeah. just trying to scare them yeah. into running away because he's just like, yeah, you can, it doesn't matter. I don't want to be killing kill some you. kids out here. You but know. whenever he realizes the guy's. You know, trying to take his his partner or whatever. He's just like stun, 
and he yeah. gets the kids real quick, and then he tries to get the dude, but he's... He's already got her in the elevator. He's already got her in the elevator, and he's like, shit. Yeah. And that's whenever he starts really going ham, whenever they take his partner, because he's worried about what they're going to do to her. Yeah. And that's whenever he does the fucking speech, and, you know, yeah. fucking burns people alive, and then just, you know, basically goes up to Mama and just fucking treats her like a little punk bitch. Right, yeah. And, and, well, and that's the thing, too, is that, like... You know, if she was focused on that moment, she probably would have realized that, you know, he is getting rid of his cuffs, you know, because he'd been cuffed the whole movie. Uh, but she wasn't focused because she was trying to, like, deal with those kids. Like, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to try to shoot us to try and, you know, get in good graces with Mama or, like, what's going on? And then that's when he, like, gets her from behind and, and kind of takes her hostage. But yeah, if she was focusing, she would have totally known that he was that. That's what he was. I mean, she she shows in the movie that like when she's focused and she has somebody where you know they're not able to like resist her, like you know her mental powers. She makes the dude piss his pants. Yeah, pissed his pants because of uh, what the the invasion shit that she did in his mind. Yeah. And it's like that's some serious shit. But it's not to say that it has like an automatic thing. It's like oh, she's supposed to be this powerful psychic, but yet she can't figure out that this dude right next to her is about to try and abduct her, you know, and it's like... Power is something that you have to switch on. Yeah, it's something you have to focus on. It's like, you know, I mean, Gambit can't energize energize things unless he's focused on it. I mean, he doesn't just do it naturally, you know. (laughs) So, it's like, you know, and it's like the X-Men are a little bit different from mutants in this universe, I would imagine, because it's not exactly the same rules. But, you know, it's like, but, you know, they consider her a mutant in the movie. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's psychic powers. It's like, and, you know, it's like, if she's not focused, it's probably not going to be working. I guess what we're trying to say is make Carl Urban the next Wolverine. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah, I'm down for that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the other thing, too, is they're like, you know, trying to compare this to other movies like... Um, when it says uh, the, like the more faces than the ones in the assault on Precinct Thirteen, and that movie is a freaking masterpiece. When I read that, Steve literally was like shaking his head, like no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. It was a movie that was basically supposed to be like Halo, and they're like, "Well, fuck, we can't do that anymore. Let's just do this." <laughs> Yeah, remember that whole thing that came out where Steven Spielberg was going to do a Halo TV show? You know, and and what the fuck ever happened with that? Well, the thing about Halo is um, there is no story. (laughs) So uh, whenever you're just like, hey, we're going to do a whole TV show about Halo, it's like, okay, write me a script. And it's like, six months later, it's like, this is what I have. And it's like, this just says, like, uh, Chief does some badass shit. It's like... Well, I played the game, played all of them, and um, Master Chief just does some badass shit. Just does some badass shit. So um, let's just do that. I, I I can't submit that to the studio as a script. You're this is re- one piece of paper. It says Master Chief does some badass shit. <laughs> it's like it could work. It's like, but it would be cool. I mean, we'll figure out the episodes later. It's like, no, you need to write me, like, what's the basic premise of this show? I need to have a treatment that I can go take this like, how about this? Let's just get Chris Hemsworth and let him improv everything. It's like, Chris Hemsworth doesn't do TV. Yeah. And it's like, and also, like, why would you get somebody that badass to be Master Chief? He, you never see his face. Yeah. He's entirely covered in armor. 
And yet he's he's another dread type of character. Doesn't remove his helmet. You know, and like what's what's Master Chief? He's like supposed to be like six seven or something. And it's it's a proven fact. The Mandalorian. I don't know if you guys seen this in the last episode of the season. He does not remove his helmet until he eats pussy. <laughs> That's how the last episode ends. If you haven't watched it. Yeah, spoilers. You should yeah. probably done a spoiler thing, man. Ah oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, he ate. Uh, he ate Cara Dune's pussy, and yeah, then Cara he Dune's was like. Pussy. And then he had to wipe his mouth, you know. And then and he got took to the see helmet off. Yeah, and you then get to see his face. That's yeah. when you got to see it. So. Yeah, you got to see Gina Carano's coach too. That was good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's uh. This is, that was the entire last episode. Yeah, just eating Going coach down on her. and the helmet coming off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good episode. Best best episode. It was a really good episode though. Yeah, and you know, in case you guys are four guys before, and he he did put Baby Yoda in a, a secure room. So. Yeah, so Baby Yoda didn't see anything he wasn't supposed to see because yeah. you know he's an impressionable fifty year old. <laughs> yeah, he kept his innocence as a fifty year old baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably the greatest line ever. He kept his innocence as a fifty year old baby. <laughs> He did not see Gina Carano getting her cooch ate by the Mandalorian. And he never will. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys tell me if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, so... And the one thing I will say about, like, the, the guns uh, tearing the shit out of that one block level... Um, and they were like, oh, they just fucking destroyed everything and still couldn't hit him. It's like, yeah, because they blew a hole in the wall and fucking escaped. That shit was dangerous as fuck because it was like literally destroying the walls. So they had to leave and get outside so they could get some breathing room and get away from that shit. And they're basically like, well, we'll just go until they run out of ammo. And then we're going to have to go back in because we're outside, you know, the building. We really can't do much from out here. We're going to have to go back in. You know, and basically, well, all the go, kids were out there. Yeah, all the kids uh, are out there he too. He wanted to go back in to, the to keep them from coming out. He wanted to make sure the kids didn't get harmed. Yeah, they basically were out there long enough just to be able to get some backup calls to the dispatcher. Because he's control. literally like, "Hey, go do this and and stuff like that," and he just like walks through like the dust, and he's like, "I'm still alive." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, doesn't he? He takes uh, one of those gang member dudes and like pushes him off yeah. the thing to just show Mama like you didn't kill me, I'm still here. And then she's like, fuck. <laughs> she's she knows. Like, fuck. She's like, she's like, I basically I put probably about ten thousand rounds of ammunition into that fucking into that entire block level, and he's he just basically is. Well, it's like when the corrupt judges show up or whatever. And uh, he's like, uh, yeah, it's a million to kill that judge or whatever. And she's like, a million to kill a judge. And he's like, do you know who you who the name of the judge is? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, I do. And it's going to cost a million. Yeah. <laughs> Should ask for more money, Tombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I like how like, when he, uh, he kills that uh, second or he kills the second guy and he's like a two-way split because <laughs> yeah, he knows that like you know it's like it's like you know how much uh he's like so what's the going rate for killing a judge these days 
And he was like, million? He was like, million. He was like, split four ways. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, because... Oh, I might be saying million, that wrong, but yeah. It's yeah. like a million uh, split two ways. It's like three now. Three Cause now, he yeah. Because he killed the other dude, yeah. Then he killed the one dude, and he was like, two-way split. <laughs> two-way split. Kind of reminds me of like uh, the thing in, uh, was it Chronicles of Riddick when they're on that slab and they're going into the thing and he's like, three-way split! <laughs> oh yeah, where he like, he lifts his body up on that dude and he fucking hits that sign on the top of it and just kills him. Yeah, it just fucking like destroys that guy. And then looks back and he's just like, three-way split! <laughs> yeah, he's like, yep, we got one of those, uh, fucking Riddick killed one of our guys, so we it's all like, get a hell yeah. Story. We all get it's a bigger like, share, boys. What the boys. fuck is wrong with you guys? It's like, he just murdered one of your dudes. He's going to kill all of you. You're he's not going to have anything. Everyone. He's going to kill everyone. Like, Except Tombs. Yeah, he's going to leave Tombs alive just to fuck with him. He left Tombs alive in that fucking pen with his two dogs that he ended up taming. Yeah. it's uh, But that's just... Two alien dogs. Yeah. But, uh... They really need to make, like, Riddick versus Predator. Oh, man. But that's kind of unfair to the predators, though. Really, yeah, I mean, true. they'd be hunted would, by Riddick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it, that would it would be a reverse thing? You would just see like a fucking uh, predator, predator like fall on uh, Furia or whatever, and then just see like Riddick's like prey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like isn't that the predator? And it's like, yeah, fucking the predator versus uh, versus Riddick crossover is happening. And it's like, uh, how the fuck did that happen? And it's like, well, apparently Vin Diesel bought the rights to the Predators. So now we're going to get a Riddick versus Predator series. And yeah. also some aliens are going to show up in it. And it's like, shit. This is about like, to get fucking and weird. maybe the Terminator. It's like, <laughs> what? It's like, well, yeah, because Skynet basically said, fuck Earth. We're just going to go elsewhere. Like, we don't give a shit anymore. Every time we send shit back, something fucks up and we we're, fail. We're tired of dealing with this planet. We're just going to take another. We're just going to go to a different planet and fucking, and, you know, try and kill that that group. It's like, we're going to take over Fury or whatever. And it's like, Terminator comes down and Riddick's like, oh, my planet, huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, would this Fury still exist in that universe? Didn't Fury get destroyed? No, that's literally going to be the next part. Oh, right. But it's like, but a lot of their, their, their people are dead, but the planet's not destroyed. Isn't that what it is? Yes. A lot of their people are, are gone, but the planet's still around. Okay. Because uh, that's literally what the next movie is supposed to be called. So hopefully the planet's not destroyed or that title would be pretty dumb. Yeah. So this is Furia. In my mind, <laughs> doesn't actually exist. It'd be like doing a Dragon Ball movie, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna show Planet Vegeta, and it's like, but wait, it's destroyed, and it's like, oh fuck. Well, actually, we don't really have a movie then. We're sorry. <laughs> actually, it wasn't destroyed. That was a figment of your imagination. It's like, no, nah, we watched. We it. clearly watched it fucking explode on the. What's well, a reboot? It's not gonna take place on Planet Vegeta. Yeah, and you're going to see, like, you know, Prince Vegeta when he's, like, a fucking baby. It's like, this story would be, this story would be really fucking short. You know that, right? Because yeah. Vegeta could, on planet Vegeta, Vegeta would beat the shit out of Goku. Right. Like, there wouldn't be, a, like, well, a chance. Didn't Frieza destroy uh, yes. planet Vegeta? Wasn't it Frieza that did that? That's why yes. he hates Frieza? Yeah. Well, that's why Vegeta and Goku ended up teaming up, because... 
as much as Vegeta wanted to have Kakarot, he, he, he wanted revenge more. Yeah. So that's how they became friends, I guess. Frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> and, it, and, and eventually lovers. <laughs> Gay lover. Gay uh, lovers. <laughs> it's a lot of gayness in this episode. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so anyway, what we're going to... Speaking of gayness, here's this dude's comment. <laughs> um... But this is uh, this is just kind of to wrap up because we we're done with most of the uh, most of the saltiness in this episode. But uh, but this because apparently a lot of the people that watch this watch the 3D version, so they paid extra to watch the 3D version. There was then a they 3D were, version. Yeah, because there was like a, several people that were like. The 3D in this movie sucked, you know, and I was like, man, a lot of Probably people... Probably did. A lot the of people... wasn't big enough to actually have a good 3D movie. But I'm like, but it's like, how many things could have been 3D in this movie? Like, some of the bullet shots and some of the slow-mo shots? I bet you that whole scene with the, the, the shooting... Uh, when they had the Gatling guns? Yeah, I bet you that was That was 3D. probably in 3D, yeah. But apparently a lot of the people that watched this watched it in the theater in 3D... And then we're so salty about it, they went home and they're like, I'm going to complain about this fucking shitty 3D movie with That's, Carl Urban. How can I say this to be nice? That's their fucking fault. Yeah, it's like, because you paid extra to watch it in 3D. For one, for one, look, I love watching movies. I love watching movies in theaters, but who, who, who the fuck watches, <laughs> who the fuck watches action movies in 3D? <laughs> right. Who the fuck does that? No one. I wouldn't watch The Matrix in 3D. Because it's too many emotions. It's just too much to try to keep up with. Yeah. Well, it's like... Because we went to go see uh, when they uh, did uh, Phantom Menace in 3D. And it's like, with that one, it was like... It it was done to a point where you don't feel like you're going to have a massive headache when you leave. Well, because there was literally like eight scenes that was actually 3D. Yeah, that really that really sold yeah, the 3D. There was some of the pod racing stuff was 3D. That was pretty cool. Some and then of the, the Senate scenes, chamber was all in 3D. Se- yeah, the Senate chamber was 3D. But like we also seen like uh, uh, the second Hobbit movie in 3D. Uh, we watched that the second Hobbit movie in 3D. Yeah. And the frame rate made it to where it wouldn't make people sick. Or give them horrible migraines and stuff like like John can get from these oh yeah like, severe three D movies. But that one was smooth. Yeah, that one actually I watched and I did not feel bad afterwards. But The Hobbit isn't an action movie. It's an adventure movie. Yeah, I mean it's got like it's got like like chase sequence type stuff in it. Yeah, but it's not like a full on action movie. Adventure movies are more like. You know, there's somebody's trying to escape, or there's a chase, or there's you know they're trying to outrun something. Like it's stuff like that. They're going the to do something. Yeah, it's, you know, something's happening, and you're you're trying to get through that situation. And you know, it's going to take more than one part to do it. That's an that's an adventure movie. Right. Yeah. But uh, but it's just I, it like really got me that like a lot of the people that like went out here and complained watched the 3D version, and then went on IMDb and like talked shit about it, and I'm like, well, what? So, but so basically, so what it says is like, um, uh, but, uh, but for those of us who require something like, I don't know, a story or some sort of social message, this is a complete trash. Why on our frozen planet Earth would a movie be placed in a dystopian future and then corner itself inside of a building for the entire length of the feature? Question marks. 
there was a significant budget shoveled into this film as witnessed by the special effects, but it feels like the cinematography or editing lacks the punch you'd expect. It's just a story, not an adventure. It could be the lighting, the music, the post-production. I don't know, but it comes across very lacking, um, especially since the entire movie is basically taking place in a building. Nothing about this Judge Dredd movie is innovative. As for the 3D effects, they add nothing to this lackluster exercise in Deja Vu. Originally, 3D movies were designed to make the audience duck when a flying projectile you know, made its way towards the screen. Uh, 3D movies like Dread in 3D resemble the images that were once available on those vintage Viewmaster finders uh, that you loaded a picture disc into. Not surprisingly, Dread 3D lives up to its title. It, it this is dreadful. <laughs> well, the thing I, I would I would like to say about that is, um, judging a movie based off whether it's good in 3D or not is not a legit reason to judge a movie at all. A lot of movies are not good in 3D. A lot of movies. And some movies might be a little too good in 3D and not really good in 2D. Uh, because they were they really hammed up the 3D effects, yeah. So, what I'm saying about that is don't watch action movies in 3D. I, I believe that because it's just too much going on. There's, there's really no way that you're going to like enjoy that. Like, I could just imagine myself watching like, a, like Expendables in 3D. I would just be like, I can see every single bullet individually, you know, individually. And I, I, why? I don't want to. It's just too much. That's too too much for my eyes. Yeah. Let me just watch it normally. And Steve doesn't get migraines like I do. So if he could look at that and be like, ah, fuck, my head kind of hurts now. Imagine what that does to somebody who actually does suffer from migraines like I do. Yeah. It's even worse for somebody like me. Yeah, like absolutely. We went to go like, see the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, the one that has Electro in it, you know, Jamie Foxx's Electro. I, I felt like I was going to die after watching that movie. I felt horrible. Yeah, you threw up a lot. I threw man. up multiple times. I didn't have a headache or anything like that, and I watched it, but my eyes hurt. Yeah, like that's one of the things. Whenever you're watching some of these movies, and you're just kind of like, "Oh, I want to go watch this in 3D." Don't watch action movies in 3D. Watch adventure movies in 3D. Watch uh, 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 animated like, kids movies. Animated kids movies in 3Ds are the the best. Like Toy Story like, in 3D. If I could have watched Finding Nemo, if I would have had my kids by then and t- taken them to watch Finding Nemo in 3D, I would have fucking loved that. Yeah. For one, it's a great fucking movie. And for two, it's Pixar. Yeah. They are the best at it. Yeah, imagine being like a kid and being able to see the original Toy Story in 3D. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, that would have been... You would have been like, this is the greatest shit ever. Yeah. This fucking movie is great. Yeah, imagine like all those times like when you have like Buzz trying to fly and like he jumps and he hits the ball and stuff like that and he bounces and he that kind of stuff and you'd be like, oh man, this fucking looks great. <laughs> this is some good shit. Controversial statement here though. I think Finding Nemo is better than Toy Story. Oh, that is me. controversial. Yes. You're going to get all of the fucking Toy Story people on your ass now. Toy Story is great. 
But uh, I think Toy Finding, Story is great. I shit. think Finding Nemo has more heart. It's something that an adult can watch a little bit more than Toy Story, and Toy Story is also great. But I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Finding like, Nemo is about losing a son. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty. It's pretty you know, grown. Pretty yeah, grown. It's pretty grown. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to find his son. So I the, to me, it's like, and I know a lot of people would be like, "Really, that movie?" But I'm like, one of my favorite Pixar movies is Up. And it's like, yeah, and it has like the dog that talks, and you you know, you've got like the house with the balloons and shit. But it's like literally like in the first 15 minutes of that movie, his like wife dies from cancer. You know, and it's like, and he's just this old disgruntled old man that they're trying to put in a home. They want to put him in like a like a retirement home or whatever, like an old person's home. And he's like, "Fuck that, no!" And he was like, "I never got a chance to have that adventure that you know because it's like, you know, we ended up you especially know, getting when you hear the theory and, where uh, he actually dies and his whole like up journey is just him going to heaven." Oh yeah, I heard something like that. That like uh, there's something like there's one point in the movie. Where I think he actually, I think it's like when they're trying to get him to leave his house because they're gonna level it and put like a building there or something, and there's like the, I think there was like a theory that I, something like that, like he he ends up like having a heart attack after that exchange with those uh, with those construction workers or whatever, or yeah, with the and company. He dies. And he the, dies. The whole movie is just him going. Down. And like when the balloons pop out of the house, then that's him. Like he's in the afterlife now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard something about that. I think it was on super carlin brothers i think they had a theory about that but i love that movie because it's like he's never had that adventure that he always wanted to have when he was a kid and he never got a chance to have it and then he finally goes on this weird adventure with like this weird boy scout kid that just happens to be you know like with his house the series true he still technically didn't he just died right yeah but uh but it's but it's such a, a charming movie and it's like you're I remember watching the beginning of that, and I'm like, "This movie's fucking sad." Like his wife's already died, like in the first like 15 minutes. Like, damn, this needs to start yeah. becoming a kids' movie pretty quick because this is gonna be kind of dark. Where I'm just gonna see this this man just like lamenting his life because his his wife has passed away. You know, well, it's like a lot of the ugh. times, a lot a lot of those successful anime movies have some adult elements and they have kid elements. Yeah, they have a little bit of everything because. You know, you you need to have something that the parents are gonna actually want to sit down and watch. Right. So you have to have a little bit of both. That's why Toy Story is so popular. Yeah. You know those Tom Hanks, little Tim Allen. Yeah. Oh, the uh, voice cast for that movie is fucking great. Like little Ratzenberger. Jim Varney. Yeah, like uh, they had Roland Ratzenberger. He plays the pig, I think. Right, the piggy bank. Yeah. I guess. Doesn't he play uh, the piggy bank? I think he does. Ham. Yeah, and then you have. Um, You have quite a few people. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's good. Uh, good animated movies. Uh, don't watch action movies in 3D if that's what you want to judge it off from. Is being like, it's just not good in 3D. It's like, a lot of action movies aren't. Because the, the thing about, like... It's just too much stuff going it's on. It's just too much. Yeah, you know, it's like explosions and guns and all that kind of stuff. It's just It's just too much. And then, you know, sometimes, especially if you've got, like, flashing lights, like the second, you know, <laughs> like that uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 did where you have all the flashing stuff, you know, like, for somebody who's epileptic trying to watch that in 3D, like, I can't even imagine what that's like. 
Like, they should almost have to be like, look, they're going to see some flashing-ass lights in this. Yeah. So, epilepsy warning in case you are sensitive to that kind of stuff. You know, um, that, uh, yeah, you might have to deal with some of that shit in this movie. But to go on IMDb and to talk shit about a movie like Dread because you didn't like the 3D version, it's like... (laughs) I mean, okay, so you didn't like the 3D version. Is it probably the greatest 3D movie that you could see? Nah, it's probably like one that didn't really need to be made in 3D. I mean, how much shit are you going to put in this movie that you're going to want to see in 3D? How many shots or like sequences of this movie are you going to want to actually see in 3D? Probably not a lot. No. And the slow-mo stuff doesn't have to be in 3D because there's really no point. You still, get the, you still get the effect of what it does to people even if you don't see it in 3D. You know, and so, I mean, I think that if you're going to go on IMDb and bitch about stuff like that, then it's, yeah, that's when, like you were saying earlier, like, people should be like, well, this is a shit comment. Shit emoji to this. Shit emoji. This guy's opinion is not going to affect the overall score because it's a shit comment. It doesn't really, that doesn't help anybody. It's like, yeah, some people are cool with 3D. Other people aren't. But the shit on the movie because you didn't like the 3D of it, that's just kind of garbage. That is kind of garbage. And that's, that's what happens with these movies. They end up getting these like ratings that are worse than what they should be because of asshats like this saying, Oh, well, I didn't like the 3D version, so fuck this movie. It's like, well, what? okay, so you didn't like the 3D stuff. Did you like anything else about the movie? No, fuck the rest of the movie because the 3D was shit. It's like, well, then your opinion's invalid now because you're talking about one aspect of it that not everybody saw. Not everybody's watched this in 3D. The reverse of that would be uh, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right, yeah. People love that in 3D. That was meant to be in 3D. actually was not good. <laughs> so, just, uh, I guess we can end it here. Yeah, that's uh, pretty this good. This has been Beyond the Hate. Uh, if you guys have anything to uh, say, uh, to comment about, to suggest, anything like that, beyond the hate at yahoo.com. Email our asses. You can email our asses. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but yeah, if, uh, if you guys, uh, you know, if you're uh, uh, wanting to listen to us, we're on basically everything Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, The Moon. Uh, yeah, uh, we're maybe Mars. I think we're on Mars. <laughs> Spotify, with the, with the Spotify Musk. does work on Mars if you get a good internet signal. Spotify if you get a good works internet, on Mars. Elon Musk is working on that. So yeah, he's, he's working on send getting you guys to Mars, and then you can still listen to us. Yeah, he's working on Moon Wi-Fi right now, and then he's got the Mars Wi-Fi that he's working on. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. next like five to ten years. So eventually, once we actually do get to Mars, Elon Musk is already going to have Tesla terminals to charge your shit. And you're already going to have free Wi-Fi because he's fucking rich. And he's like, you know what? You just got to Mars. <laughs> Welcome to some free Wi-Fi. Yeah. And rent's only going to be $600 million a month. Right. Yeah. That's that's fucking, that's easy money. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. for Yeah. For Martian real estate, that's And if that's you get evicted, good. guess what? It's going to cost them more to send you back to Earth than it would to just let you stay on Mars. Right. So you're because there if you forever. step outside... You're gonna die. <laughs> There's no air on Mars. There's uh, nothing on Mars. You're gonna live in a dome. Yeah. Hopefully it's a big dome. Yeah. So what we're saying is get your ass to Mars. Well, <laughs> Total call? recall, bitch. Total recall. Mars time. Yeah. Do you think do you think he'd send Mars bars to Mars? <laughs>
Just is that the, is that the official candy? Yeah, the Mars company is like, you know what? We are going to be the first motherfuckers on Mars. We're the first We're going to be the first candy available like, on Mars. We know you're an insane person that dates like 16-year-old girls and shit. Uh, <laughs> but our candy bar has to be like... <laughs> Musk, it just he goes on Facebook and it's like, what's his relationship status? Problematic. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're gonna go ahead and end it here. This so, has been Beyond yeah. the Hate. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>